We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Vince, you want to roll into some rapid fire? Been waiting for those words all day, baby. Let's do it. All right. All right. As always, we'll save some of these others that we've kind of got lingering here a little bit. And I've actually got to pull up my questions. I, uh, I thought I had them ready to go, but I don't. So when it comes to recruiting, how would you rank these four things in terms of importance to help Notre Dame football be more competitive? So you've got to rank these four things to help Notre Dame be more competitive in the recruiting realm. You've got facilities upgrades, undergrad admission stand, standards, undergrad transfer requirements, and NIL. How would you rank those four to help make Notre Dame better from a recruiting standpoint? So I'm approaching this from a from the aspect of Notre Dame is still Notre Dame, okay? And I, I can't turn Notre Dame into – pick a school right i mean so that's how i'm approaching this so i want to put that out front okay it's right it, you're not just going to wave a magic wand and now Correct. all of a sudden it's going to be drastically different right yeah. exactly so my order would be facilities upgrades because i think that needs to be done and i think we can all agree on it right so that would be number one and that's something that you can do without compromising any of your standards okay so facilities upgrades would be number one by a good margin Okay. Interesting. I've got, I've got facilities upgrades last by wow. a considerable margin. Okay. Interesting. I, I like think that. you need. Right. I think you need facilities upgrades, but from a recruiting standpoint, I don't think it's as big a priority myself. Okay. Fair enough. My next one would be undergrad transfer requirements. I feel like there are ways because this is coming from the academic side of things. This is coming from the department chairs and, you know, having classes transfer over and all of these different things. I feel like if, if it's a freshman or a sophomore transferring over, you can make that work because you are not into the thick of your major requirements. And what about the, the students that have already been at Notre Dame, for example? And I know plenty that this this falls under. Change their major going through college. 
then they've got to do some different things. And you know, you know what I mean? Like there are things you can do to get those kids into school and be just fine. Okay. I would be fine with that as a Notre Dame fan. If they just not relaxed their requirements, but just tweaked them so that it made sense. Okay. My third one is the, is, is NIL. And my fourth one is undergrad admission standards. Okay. I've got NIL at the top of mine, but I've got it. I've got it. I kind of go back and forth on this a little bit because we know that, you know, Notre Dame has good NIL opportunities, but we also know, again, we're talking about specific to recruiting. We also know all we've got to do is look at last year's cycle to see how it impacted the five-star guys that they would have had and where they ended up, you know? So again, I, you make a good, you know, what makes me sort of rethink it is kind of what you led this off with. It's still Notre Dame and they're not just right. going to dramatically change. And they're not going to just write everything. blank checks to kids. Like that's right. It's just never right. going to happen. Now so, they can tweak some of the things they do NIL wise, which right. is why I don't have that last right there. There are programs that you could get these guys in. And I think, and I don't know if they're actually doing this or not, right? They could very well for these high level recruits, show them like, Hey, this is, you could do this. You could do this. You could do this. And here's the thing, because you had undergrad transfers and I had undergrad transfers just a little bit behind NIL, but I can get along, you know, and I can easily flip them. Sure. Because the thing is, if you're not going to go all in on NIL, which they've, you know, again, from an upfront, you know, pay for from play a blank standpoint, check standpoint. Yeah, right. right. And I and I get that they're not going to do that, but if you're not going to do that, which means that you're 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 going to miss out on probably a lot of five star type talent because the five stars, you know, it 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 definitely seems like that means a lot to them sure. because they know they're the ones with the talent and there's a smaller pool of those guys. So if you're not going to go all in from that aspect, you've got to be able to to get more guys from the transfer portal right, like right you know again i was watching that sec media days today arkansas added 19 players via the transfer portal Man. now i don't know what level all of them are sure. but 19 players yeah it's a big difference when you can yeah, go out it's, it's and get double. 19 players yeah it's that's double right. what I mean, notre dame did right look I at mean, what lincoln riley's done the last two years sure. they've made a living you know with with the transfer portal and and by the way they're a private school as well so You've got to be able there, – there's got to be, you know, kind of some some give and take there. If you're not going to go all in on one, you've got to find a way to, you know, be able to to to, to get more guys via right. the portal other than just graduate transfer. Absolutely. So the undergrad there's transfer, gonna be, I think, has got to – yeah. There's going to be – and it's going it, to – the number is going to grow every year of guys that take the bag of money and right. realize this place isn't for them. It's just – it's going to happen. Or – go someplace for what they thought were superficial reasons and realize that's not the place for them. I don't want to say it's just because of the bag of money. I don't want to go there, but you've got to be able to pull in a freshman that or somebody that just completed their freshman year or somebody that's two semesters in, you know, that kind of thing. You've got to be able to bring those kids in. And I'm sorry, Notre Dame brings in transfers all the time that st- I have done two years. Like for example, back in the day, you go to Holy Cross for two years and then transfer over to Notre Dame. Like, 
Happened all the time. Happened right. all the time. Why can't you do that as a football player? Right. And again, I'm not saying you're taking guys that have been doing basket weaving and, you know, things like that, but guys that have actually done class and passed their classes and done well, that stuff should transfer over. I'm sorry. It just should. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. A couple of interesting comments in here. Um, go back to to Derek. He, he says this this goes back to, I think, some of the defensive, you know, like coaches potentially. He says he hopes Notre Dame hires Clark Lee after he quits when he realizes he can't win there. And, of course, he just signed an extension, baby. Vanderbilt. He's, he did sign an extension. I don't and think he's going anywhere for a while. I think that's going to be a few years down the road for one. Yeah. And two – is he going to recruit any better than he recruited the last time he was here? Because, you know, that's, you know, again, great on field coach, but right. from a recruiting standpoint. Remember there was a year where they didn't recruit a single linebacker and that's yeah. on Clark Lee. Right. Like that was his position. I'm just saying. That's exactly. I mean, a lot, you know, everyone for the most part likes Clark Lee, but you know, again, this is college football and recruiting right. is part of that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's another comment that I saw in here that I wanted to get to. Ah. ND Cheat Sheet says, I like Al Washington, but since everyone else doesn't, I would say you could replace him with Anthony Weaver, NFL D-line coach, but former Notre Dame player. And that's, you know, like when you see a, a Notre Dame guy, and there aren't a whole lot of former Notre Dame guys who sure. are out there. I mean, you know, it's it's like that. He would have to have one a big desire to come back to college because he is he's not just a defensive line coach in the NFL. He's been a fairly successful defensive line coach okay. in the NFL. The money's gonna be different, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. Um he just know, said like, it's a dream hire. Hey, yeah. you're allowed to dream. That's okay. Yeah, like Tyler Stockton down there at Ball State is has sure. been pretty successful as well. Like he's 
he's one that potentially maybe you have your eye on if if there's some some movements this offseason, assuming he continues to do well. Sure. But, yeah, I Anthony, I mean, no qualms with Anthony Weaver at all. It's just that move from from college or you know, from the NFL back to college is a thing. And again, recruiting is a big part of that. Sure. Well. Where's yeah, he at right now? Do you know Weaver? Believe he is still in Houston. Okay. If I, I was curious, unless... well, they always have good D line, so okay. It was anyway. Let me let me check here, real quick. No, he is now with the Baltimore Ravens. I was going to say. Oh, I couldn't okay. remember. Couldn't remember which which way he went. So he is now with the Baltimore Ravens. So yeah, but doing well, doing well. Yep, cheat cheat said Ravens. There are 38 Davis Sherwood days, Vince, to go until Notre Dame and Navy kickoff in Ireland. Over under one reception for Davis Sherwood this off or this season. First of all, Davis Sherwood needs to change his number. 38's a terrible number. I maybe it means something to him. I don't know. But for a tight end, like, come on, man. No, I don't like it. But anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna go over. And the reason I'm gonna go over is because I think he will be in the game as like a fullback H back. And, and I think they might use him a little bit more often. And I also think that, look, I have zero to base this on. Okay. Except for my intuition and, and some things that I've heard from a imaginary standpoint, but or imagination standpoint, I should say, I think Jared Parker is going to just get him out in the flat one time. And, and nobody's going to pay attention because they're going to be like, nobody's going to throw the ball to Davis Shearwood. Nobody's throwing the ball to number 38. And I think they will one time, at least one time. And it'll probably be for a touchdown. You know what I mean? It'll be on the goal line. They sneak him out. He's all by himself in the back of the end zone. Now remember, now remember, one is the number. It's not a half. It's not one and a half. So over under one. So that means it's either zero or Or at least two. You're killing me here. I'll still take the over. I got faith. I got faith in Shearwood. I'm cheating a little bit, and I'm just going to say it's going to be a push. I like the one, but I don't know about the two because I agree with what you're saying. I think you got a guy that haven't shown any desire, you know, to throw him the ball so far. I think easily he gets the one. It's the two. I probably should have made it over under a half, but I'll 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 push on the one. Vince is going to go. Vince is going to go out there and he's going to go for the two and take the over. I'm going big time. All right. I like it. What about the Mitchell Evans, Mitchapalooza package? Over under one half pass attempt for Mitchell Evans this season. I'm going under because I don't think we see Mitchapalooza ever again. I think that's really disappointing. I think that was a Tommy Reese thing. I don't see that being a thing. And so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the under on this one. I agree. I I think so as well. I felt like if we were going to see it, it was going to happen in that USC game last year. It didn't happen. I think it's a thing of the past. It's very unfortunate because I was just watching old school the other day and, you know, like Mitchapalooza, you know, brought back some good memories thinking of, of Mitchell Evans. That's why I slipped this in here. So I, I will say that I was, I was looking forward to more uh, the Avery Davis touchdown. Like that's what I wanted yeah. to see. I wanted to see the the reverse throw Avery Davis 
situation. Of course, he got hurt in the preseason, so mm-hmm. never came to fruition. But that's the one I was always waiting for that I never got rewarded with. Yeah. Mr. 2.0, what would you do if this same season Tyler Buckner wins the Heisman and LSU wins the national championship? What would the response at Notre Dame be? Man, I might just hang up. Like I, I might just be like, you know what, mic drop. I'm out. Like I can't deal with this stuff anymore. I would not want to deal with the fans and the chat and just in, just it would be terrible. Like that would be terrible. I would be so incredibly happy for Tyler Buckner that he had a great season, won the Heisman, all of that, right? But that means then he got beat by Brian Kelly in the national championship game, most likely. That's, that's a, true. That's a that's tough way true. to go out right there. That would Man. oh, I'd be terrible. LSU, Brian Kelly goes to LSU, beats him last year, and then, like you said, if Buckner wins the Heisman, that that's probably what that means. That that oh. LSU beat Alabama, and that's it's Armageddon, is what it is. It is it total is. Armageddon. And terrible. Would it would just be a very dark day. For, for both of those guys, because Man. on top of that, Tommy Reese would also be the offensive coordinator for Tyler Buckner, helping him win a Heisman Trophy at Alabama. And on top of that, Brian Kelly would win a national championship Ugh. for LSU. I, Total Armageddon, darkest days Man. for Notre Dame. I, you know, I could live with Tyler Buckner and Tommy Reese being successful. I could. I could live with that, and I would be fine with it, to be honest with you. It's the BK part of it. It's the BK part of it that would really just eat my eat my shorts, man. I would not want to deal with that end of it. And I also I, – I, and my caveat to the success of, uh, of Reese and Buckner would be I hope it's not at the expense of Notre Dame. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if they're going to win it all and win all these awards and stuff, I hope Notre Dame kind of is not involved – you know what I mean? They, they Well, and that would be insult to injury as well as Notre right. Dame makes the playoff and has to play one of those two and they, teams. And, and then, get beat by either one of them. Like, that right. would be terrible. That part would be terrible. So, Buckner can have all the success. Reese can have all the success as long as it's not at the expense of Notre Dame. Interesting. Marcel says, because I try to keep up with ex-players, I don't know why, but anyone... <laughs> I was watching a Bama podcast and they said Jalen Milrow is looking like the starter. Interesting because okay. I was watching the SEC media days today and um, I think was it McElroy? He was on there talking with Feinbaum and he was talking about uh, Simpson thinking it was probably going to be him. Yeah. Adam Shipley, Ty Simpson. <laughs> so and that's what I go. saw that's what I saw today. So I think everyone's just throwing their opinions right. out there. Because remember, you know, one, I had the Alabama guy on a few weeks back, and it sounded like they got to watch less spring practice than we got to watch. You know, so, like, they got to see the spring game, and that was it. And obviously it's been summer workouts. So nobody down there has seen any more than than – you know, we, you know, like we don't get to watch summer right. workouts. They're not watching Nick Saban's summer workouts. So I think it's all just speculation. It is. Right now. It, it's all clicks Let's let and camp it's all open whatever. And see what happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay. So on yesterday's show, Vince, we talked about some possible rules changes yeah. for college football. Here's one we didn't talk about. Would you buy or sell 
making referees have to answer questions at a press conference after games. That's a huge buy for me. I mean, it's a huge buy. I think we'd get a lot of sound bites we don't care about when in games that were not, you know, changed by the officials or whatever. But there's plenty of games out there where one call makes all the difference in the world. I would, I'm, I'm sick and tired of the 24 hours later conference putting out, you know, a media, a, a press release. You know what I mean? Like, put those guys up, up there. Let them answer. Because you know what? We might actually get a good response. Like, hey, this is what I saw. You know, th- this is what I saw in the moment or yeah. whatever. I let these guys have, and I would bet you a lot of the referees would buy this as well. Because whenever I refed or did whatever, I always wanted to explain myself. Like, and and most of the time when I was a coach and I wanted to, you know, see, you know, talk to a, an umpire or whatever, explain to me what you saw. And then I'll right. explain what I saw. I just and want then, you to give me an explanation. You know, there are times when officials are, you know, like they'll send a pool reporter back and they'll talk with, you know, a, a referee about a call or whatever. But it's essentially, you know, like standing off in the tunnel or, you know, like in the right. the referee's locker room where there's nobody there. Why should the coach have to answer for the way a call was made and then risk being fined if he says something that the conference or, you know, the NCAA or whoever doesn't like, why should he have to be made to answer to it? But the officials themselves who made the call right. don't have to answer to it. It makes zero sense to me as, as big time as everything is. And, you know, these guys are on TV too. Their faces are out there. They're, they're making the ones good making money. The call. They're making That's, pretty good money. And that was the next thing. They are yeah. making very good money yeah. for being out there. <laughs> At least make the head official of each crew have to, you know, stand up at a podium, even if it's just for five minutes, yeah, and take a couple of questions about why this call was made, why that wasn't. Made. And and we're not asking even if the all, even if all you get is official speak, at least right. make them have to stand up there in front of the microphones and the cameras right. and answer it just like the coaches and players do. And we're not asking the referee to go to the fifty yard line and answer to the fans. We're asking them to go into the press conference room and answer to the media. Like, yeah. it's not going to be like them hurling tomatoes at them. It's going to give them an right. opportunity to speak their mind. You know what I mean? And right, could there be a, a media member that, that that's unprofessional? Sure, that happens with coaches all the time, right? But I love this. I love this idea. Absolutely love it. And like I said, I think the vast majority of referees would not be upset about it either. I really don't. They'd want to explain themselves. Yeah. Josh says he wishes that Notre Dame would get different officials for home games. And it's, they, they've typically gone like when they were affiliated with the Big East, they would get Big East. Now they're affiliated with the ACC. They get well ACC. Officials. The away the away team usually brings the officials the way I understand it. And then Notre Dame, when they go away, they take ACC officials. Right. Right. So yeah. the home games change all the time, unless. But it's obviously, when you have ACC teams coming, right. in, you've got ACC, right. and that's kind of what I'm. Yeah, you're. And that you're was right. part of the contract with the ACC, Josh. It, it it's not something that's going to change anytime soon, and so Notre Dame's affiliated with the ACC. So when they go on the road and they're playing a non-conference, well, not non-conference, when they're playing a non-ACC team, they take ACC officials with them. So Houston head coach Dana Holgerson says his team could be a premier Big 12 program within the next five to ten years. Do you buy or sell? 
without knowing enough about Houston as far as like their facilities, you know, all of those, all of those different things, right? Number one, I don't have a whole lot of faith in Dana Holgerson being the guy to lead them to that. That's number one. Number two. Point. <laughs> First start. Hey, there it is. Number two. I haven't like they, it's a possibility just for the fact that they're in Texas. I mean, they're in fertile recruiting ground. Exactly. And now they've got the Big Twelve behind them. So, like, you could make the case that that's an absolute possibility. I would get a different head coach though if that was going to ha- if that was going to happen. I, could they do it? Yes. But I don't know that he's the guy to do it. How about See, that? See, that's like, you know, he's he's 37 and 20. He's been there for four seasons already. 37 wow. and 20. Decent record. But they were, I, I think, like 12 and 2 or 11 and 2, like a couple of years ago. So sure. the majority of their wins came in one season. Otherwise, he's been either below 500 or I think they were 8 and 5 last year. So it's like, but there's so much talent in the state of Texas. Houston is a huge market, a huge city. There's a lot of talent there. San Antonio is not far away. That's like the 10th most populous city, you know, in, in the country, you know, there, there's a lot of talent in Texas and now they're going to be a power five program. So I can see it happening, but I completely agree. Like one, if it's going to take five to 10 years, I don't know that Dana Holgerson is around anyway. If it's right, good if point. You're five years out, like no one's got a five-year plan anymore, right? It's like it's it's going to have to happen quicker than that. So I can see it happen, especially when you look at you know Texas and Oklahoma are leaving, and there's someone's got to fill the void. And TCU jumped up there last year. How consistent is TCU going to be? You know, like Baylor has been pretty good. Is Baylor going to be able to sustain right. it? Will Texas Tech come back and make a push? So there's sure. there's an opportunity there. Someone's got to fill the vacuum, but I just, starting with the, the first point you made about Holgerson, I don't know that he's going to be yeah. the one. Because, like, yeah. you know, they've they've signed one top 50 recruiting class in the last seven cycles as it is. You know, again, could it get better because now you're going to the Big 12 and you're going to be a Power 5 program? There's a good opportunity because of the talent that's around you, but that talent has been there before. Are you going to recruit at that much, you know, higher level just because you're in a power five conference now? Right. I mean, like I said, it's I can wide see open. It. There's an opportunity. I can see it, but you better get somebody more dynamic in there as head coach. That's, yeah. that's all I'll say. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Couple more questions from the chat. Mr. 2.0 wants to know if his Cardinals are going to trade Paul Goldschmidt. Great player and teammate, but kind of hope so. Hope they can get a haul. Has another full year on his contract. John Moex like they don't plan on it. And I was saw something today. Arenado Goldschmidt, do you trade him? Like, you can get a lot in return for both of those guys. That's the I thing. Know. And 
So you you've got to ask yourself if you're if you're a Cardinals organization, you know, uh, you know, does that outweigh having those two guys around? I mean, everybody expected them to win the Central this year, and last time I looked, they were in last place. I don't know if that's the case anymore, but you know, you're probably not going to dig yourself out this year. And so, look, this is perfect. This is the pros, man. Like, I think you get what you can get for both of those guys, especially if he only has one year left on his contract. They are 10 games under 500 right now. And it's it's amazing to me that the Cubs are still the only team in that division with a positive run differential. And the Cubs are sitting six games below 500 as well. If if I'm if I'm the Cardinals, I think that I am a big seller and yeah. trying to get some talent back in that organization because what they're doing right now is not, not working. working. Yeah, and, and most of their free agent purchases lately have not been great yeah yeah salty wants to know if you're offered fifteen thousand dollars to spend one hour in a room with many spiders large and small do you accept what one item do you bring do you want the lights on or off as long as there are not like deadly spiders Right. I would do it, and the one item I would bring would be spider repellent. Hundred percent, the hell spider out killer. Like I'd spray it all over me. Yep, and just start spraying. And lights on, <laughs> by the way. Yes, on because I need to see them coming. Exactly. Derek wants to know the disgusting shape on my shirt. This is ah. it's a, a mitten brew. Speaking of, I was talking about you know the the craft beer earlier. The mitten brewing company. It's a very cool place. It's in Grand Rapids, and it is an old firehouse that they turned into a craft okay. beer and pizza place. Nice. And it is baseball themed inside. They've got Ooh. like all kinds of, you know, cool old, you know, like baseball, you know, photos and things like that on the wall. Very cool place. So nice. I, I highly recommend it if you're around Grand Rapids. And there's another place at one of the beach locations i can't like it's a little bit closer than grand rapids it's a smaller place but it's you know right up by lake michigan so they've got a place over there too so highly recommended you even got the shirt look at you (laughs) it's one of our favorite places to go i just wish that it wasn't quite so far away but yeah probably better off for it if you know what i'm saying (laughs) do (laughs) and then d troll hunter this is tough Florida State, Notre Dame, Michigan, Georgia, Washington, and K-State all run the table. Which two are left out? Man. This one's tough um, because I, I, I would re- I would need to research, like, strengths of schedule and all of that. I mean, off the top of my head, I would say Michigan's strength of schedule is terrible. It's terrible. But they'll have a win over Ohio State. But that makes Ohio State with at least two losses because they would have lost to Notre Dame and they would have lost to Michigan. So, you know, the same argument could be used for Notre Dame, right? So, um, because then Clemson also has two losses, at least, maybe three if they make it to the ACC championship and Florida State beats them, right? Because Florida State beats them in the regular season, Notre Dame beats them in the regular season, and then they could potentially lose in the in the ACC championship, right? So... They could have three losses. So now Notre Dame's strength of schedule is starting to get hurt here a little bit, right? Yeah. USC is also going to have two or three losses because Washington's undefeated, 
right? They lost to Notre Dame. They lost to Washington and they may have lost again. So I don't want to say Notre Dame's going to be out in this because they're obviously undefeated, but my, my gut says Michigan and Kansas state because I don't, I'm not going to keep out the sec team. You're not, not going to keep Georgia. the two time defending national champ. No, out. Nope. Not going to happen. Georgia. They've got a 14 strength of schedule. And I can't find, I'm like looking here, trying to find a more comprehensive strength of schedule ranking. Let me see. Okay, here we go. Here's a preseason. I'm seeing South Carolina show up at the top. Hmm. Unfortunately, everything that I'm seeing only gives abbreviated strength of schedule. I can't find a full list. So, of course. But the last I saw, Notre Dame's was fair. Okay, here's here's something more comprehensive. So, yeah, South Carolina sits at the top. Kansas State is number 10. Okay. Notre Dame is number 18. Wow. Georgia was just in a different one that I was looking at, and they they don't show up on this one here. So, Notre Dame is number 18. Wake, Army, North Carolina. I just, you're not leaving out Georgia. I think Kansas State, even though they show up at number 10 there, Feels like they probably get left out because it's, you know, it's easier to leave Kansas State and Washington out, I think. Like you're saying, Michigan, I would see a... But they're going to have clout because they're the Big Ten. And and right I, I get all of the extra reasons why Michigan would get in. And, and the thing is, Florida State has gotten a lot of pub going into this season. And if they go undefeated, they're going to get a lot more pub. And so it's going to be hard to keep them out, right? So... You, you might be right. It might be Washington and Kane State. Maybe I just can't get past my hatred of Michigan. <laughs> it's definitely possible. It's going to be hard to keep. It's going to be hard to keep those brand names out. You know, like that sure. committee. Because remember, committee process <clears throat> has something to do with it as well. Sure. So it's very easy for them to manipulate this thing the way they want. But the opportunity to have Florida State, Notre Dame, Michigan, and Georgia in a Final Four. Any of those four trumps, I think, Kansas State and Washington. So, but the other side of this is it ain't happening. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're not going to no have chance. six teams run the table. I There's mean, it's a no good, chance. It's a good what if, but it's just, it's not going to happen. Because the Big 12 is going to eat each other up. I think the Pac 12 is going to eat each other up. I mean, I just, yeah, that would be really tough. Yeah. All right. Well, we will end it with that. Oh, tonight. all right. Good okay. questions as always. From the chat this evening, appreciate the uh, the questions as always, and we are winding down. A couple more days left in this week, and then I'll be heading out for a little bit on vacation. Got a good right. guest lined up for tomorrow. Very uh, very entertaining guest. I will. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who it is though. I'm going to oh, going to tease it and leave you tease. leave you hanging. We're going to talk. We're going to talk some college football. We're going to talk about it from the media aspect though. As well, we talked a little bit about Notre Dame's booth, Jason Garrett, you know, some of that kind of stuff, and uh, a lot of other kind of college football coverage as well. So I think it's fun. I'll like be it. on tomorrow's show. And then, of course, as always, Jesse will be in after that for some rapid fire with you. So that's what we've got coming up. Charlie Weiss. It is not Charlie Weiss. I will <laughs> He's not part of the media. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, Vince, I will talk to you later, and uh, we will talk to everybody else tomorrow. Hit the like button, please, on your way out. And, of course, subscribe, rate, and review. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on Ivy Nation.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.